Welcome to the Phantom Zone. In this week's episodes, versus Princeton, Lotus gets Red Kryptonite High and accidentally date drugs Clark just in time to ruin Lana and Lex's engagement party. Then, in our second episode, Trespass, Lana has a soccer again and tries to learn more about Clark. This is the Smaller Chronicles. Hello, we are back after a pretty long break. Um, schedules, coronavirus, everything is crazy. Um, but we're back and we're talking about a couple of episodes in season six. And we are ha- like almost halfway through the season. I'm joined, as always, by Alan Muir. I'm really glad to be back doing this. Yeah. Um, I know we left off a while ago, but basically this is the season where Lana and Lex have been kind of they're getting married they're in this kind of alliance um lana's pregnant quote unquote lex is like basically at the tipping point of becoming pure evil lois is kind of she's not main cast yet but she's like this is like kind of right before she's like an every episode player and trying to think that's kind of the big things in this season this is kind of the last season, I think, until everything goes, like, really starts going, like, off the rails when we start getting into the zoners and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which we have the zoners in this season, but, like, it goes, like, after that, it's just, like, bizarro stuff and everything going there gets, like, insane. Um, so our first episode is Crimson. It's a pretty straightforward episode, except it has, like, this, the weirdest, like, setup. Um, yeah, it... I felt uncomfortable watching this episode. Yeah, so, like, Chloe and Clark go to the Talon. Um, there's a big Valentine's Day party. Jimmy shows up with Lois, uh, who's so upset over breaking up with Oliver. Chloe realized Jimmy brought Lois because he's trying to set her up with Clark, which is very funny, especially, like, where the show had been at this, at this point. Um, Jimmy and Chloe leave Lois and Clark, uh, who realize they've been set up, and Clark's just like, okay, I'm out of here. And Lois goes over to a vendor run by Star, uh, who's like, I don't know, a hippie chick. Like, very, uh, she's a mystic. And she's selling novelties and, like, snake oil kind of person and fortune telling. So she guesses Lois is heartbroken, and he, she's like, oh, here's a list, lipstick. If you put it on, you'll fall in love with the first man you see. But she does, and we see, like, the CG effects that it's red meteorite. Um, red kryptonite in the lipstick. So Lois puts it on, and she sees Clark in the mirror. Uh, oh my god, that was so true. In the mirror behind <laughs> her. Um, apparently, like, and then becomes smitten. So she gets, like, she, like, roofies herself? I don't know, it's more like, she gets, like, ecstasy, I guess, or, like, dose, basically, and she's, like, just corny for Clark, which there's, like, it's one of my problems with the end of this episode, but it's, like, basically... She drugs herself accidentally, and then as we go through, she ends up drugging Clark. So the next morning, Lois goes to the uh, the Kent house um, in a leather jacket, like th- like knee high boots. She's like all sexed up, um, and she tells Clark that she's over Oliver because she realizes she's love- in love with him. Clark's like, "What's going on?" And she gives him a mixtape in the form of a CD, which is really funny. Um, and Clark knows she's acting strange. And as she's like, oh, let's go dancing. And then he super speeds away when she turns it. Oh, which man. is just funny. 
the effect of like when he super speeds away, it looks like he you expect you expect him to be going to the other side of the the planet. So and we cut to Chloe's leaving work and finds Lana Lana at her door. She says she realizes she left things in a weird place the last time they talked, and she'll quit asking Chloe about Clark's secret. And Chloe admits that he has one. And she also asks Chloe to be her maid of honor, which Chloe agrees. Which who else would it be? There's like six people in the show. Uh, later, Lana and Lex are getting ready for their engagement dinner. Lex shows her how he's made his room into an elaborate nursery for the baby, and he wants to announce Lana's pregnancy. But Lana's like, no, no, no. She doesn't want to tell everyone. She doesn't want everybody to think that that's why they're getting there. Um, and Lex is like, kind of feels like maybe she just doesn't want to marry him. Which, um, at the Daily Planet, Clark tells Chloe um, that Lois is acting weird, and Chloe doesn't believe her until Lois shows up, and Lois then shows that she got a tattoo with, like, a heart, like, it's and it's really badly makeup, but, like, but it's, like, a heart that says Lois and Clark forever, and Chloe's like, okay, what's going on? And Lois drags Clark into a phone booth, and then gives him a kiss. Um, so now that, because it's red kryptonite, he basically becomes, like, the cow persona, which is basically douchebag Clark. So, yeah. and then they just, like, make out hardcore, which I feel like they're, like, hand-waving a bunch of stuff because they're, at this point, Clark, would, would Cal as, or Clark as Cal even care about, like, revealing stuff? I don't remember if he was, like, super caring about hiding his abilities. No, it, uh, Red or Cal is inhibitionless. Yeah. Um, what I do think is funny is the callback when she's like, oh my god, you're the green arrow because I kissed you before. And then he's like, yeah, no, I was just, he basically, he's like, no, I just dressed as a green arrow because, um, so she wouldn't know it was Oliver. Which then she starts talking about Oliver and then Cal's like, oh, I'm miles ahead of him and starts doing, like, jumping from tall building, leaping over tall buildings in a single bound to Queen Tower. So Lois is like, Oh, and they break into the Queen Tower. They break into the Queen Tower, and it, like they make out in the ca- on the couch, which is only interrupted when he sees that there's an invitation to Oliver uh, for Lex and Lana's engagement dinner, and he's like, "Ooh, let's crash it!" So Chloe's on the way to the party. Jimmy shows up. He brought her flowers for Valentine's Day, and he's like, "You know, you're dragging your feet about getting to the party." And Chloe's like, "No, I'm not." It's like, you know. I'm trying to figure out why Lois is acting weird. And Jimmy's like, no, they just have really good chemistry. And I just think that you're jealous because, like, you still have feelings for Clark. Chloe's like, no, um, and you shouldn't bring that stuff up because it's not real. And then kind of tells him to go away. But they go to, uh, Chloe goes to the party, and then Jimmy visits the mystic and asks her for an antidote, which how they get to, like, figure out her is, like, kind of hand-wavy, too. It's like, oh, um, and what she gives him is basically, like, kryptonite perfume, I guess? Like, it's a little spray? Yeah, and they don't necessarily, or they don't really, there's just all, like, a one-and-done one, one and done yeah. to the mystic. Like, you don't see her ever again. She's just there to serve a, the plot purpose. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the weird stuff where, so, Cal shows up to the mansion with Lois, and they crash a dinner party, and then he basically, like, shits on everybody. He just, like, goes roast mode and, like, like flips out about Lionel and his mom's relationship. Chloe um, must be happy that Lana's getting married 
because now that she like finally has a chance to get with him since Lana's gone, Lex tells him to leave. Like Cal tells him to get the, get the hell back. Um, and then Lex gets in his face, and then he like, like, uh, oh, he then throw like throws Lex like a rattle and saying a toast to baby Luther, basically like letting everybody know that that's the reason Lana's marrying Lex. And Lex like flips out. Cal chucks him to the side. Lana takes his arm and drags him like away from him. Martha realizes that like something's going on that he's been infected, and that's when Jimmy arrives and sprays Lois. Um, and Martha goes after Clark, and Lois is like all weirded out and like heartbroken. And Chloe and Jimmy cure her with the spray, and basically she completely has no memory of ever anything. Yeah, I think it's uh, Jimmy that has a com- makes a comment about. It's just weird seeing her act like it's so weird seeing her act like such a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Cal takes Lana to the bar and tells her that they must still be in love and she should marry him instead. And Lana's upset that he like embarrassed her and she denies it. And then he kisses her and she kisses him back. And Lana tells him that he doesn't love her, um, but he can't stand to see her love anybody else. And then Lex arrives. Lana runs into his arm. Cal's like, you just wanted what he, what I had. Lana's just a trophy. Um, he's and that you're nothing but a consolation prize. And then Cal asks Lana to say she doesn't love him. And Lex looks at her and she doesn't deny that like she still loves Clark. And then like Cal basically starts walking out. Lex pulls out a gun. He's like, stay back. Lana's scared and like it's like, why the hell do you have a gun um, in this situation? It's kind of like unnecessary. And then, like, Cal, like, is like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, shoot me? Go ahead. And he grabs it. Like, he basically, like, choke slams him and, like, chokes him out. Um, And that, you know, if he had known who Lex is destined to be, he never would have rescued him from that bridge all those years ago. Which I do think is a cool line. Yeah, it's a great, like, screw you to hell with you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, Cal is choking out Lex. And Lana's trying to get him off, but he's obviously way too strong. And Lex grabs, like, a chisel in the barn and then tries to stab him. Uh, and Cal crumbles to the ground in pain, and Martha shows up. She's like, you guys need to leave. But Lana notices the chisel on the ground, which is bent. And Martha reveals that she has, like, kryptonite with her, and that's why he's in pain. But, like, it restores Clark to normal. And so this is where, like, I'm kind of annoyed at the plot because... They obviously explain to everyone that Lois was under the influence of something. Why couldn't they say the same thing about Clark? Yeah, they just it's, don't. It's one of the, like he, he, the thing that really got me, got to me was the uh, comment he made about uh, Jonathan saying, "Dad's been in the ground for what a year, and you're already trying to be a be a Luther." Yeah, like you would think that, like that's how they could, like, oh, like Lois got this like lipstick, and then when she kissed Clark, it transferred to him. And, like, there's enough crazy stuff, but, like, they just don't go. They, like, act like Clark was just, like, like in his own faculties, which is so weird. So, basically, Clark has to, like, deal with everything that happened as Cal, which is, again, weird because Lois doesn't. Um, and, basically, Martha's like, yeah, but the problem is, is, like, when you're on Red K, you say everything. Like, you stop putting it, like, your walls come down and everything you bottle up comes out. So, like, everything you said is how you actually feel. Um, and he's like, yeah, I can't let Lana marry Lex. And Martha's basically like, you gotta let go. Like, it's over. And then Lois arrives, um, and she doesn't remember anything, which is good for them. 
um, but she's uncomfortable with like not knowing. Um, and Clark is like, yeah, we kind of like there were some things, and they kind of have a banter back and forth. And he shows her the mixtape, and she's like, oh my god, this is like terrible. And then uh, Chloe thanks Jimmy for helping him, helping her like save Lois. Um, and she's, you know, like how good they work together. And Jimmy's like, you're just gonna like, like a lot say that like it's okay that Clark did all that stuff. And it's again, it's like it's so. I don't understand why they just like act like Clark was. It's like okay, they know Lois was drugged. Why can't they just like be like, well, he was obviously drunk too. Uh, and basically, Jimmy gives her an ultimatum. Chloe's like, I really do like you, but he doesn't believe her, and he's like, we should take a break. And then Chloe cries. Um, this is where we go back, and Lex talks to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, she's good. It's like um, Delano is cl- like, Lex is like, oh, Lana kiss Clark. Uh, and Lana's like, were you actually going to shoot Clark to protect me, or was it because you wanted to hurt him? And he's like, I felt like I had the right to go after Clark. He says he doesn't know what he would do if he lost Lana. Again, tying back to the Christmas episode with Lex. Uh, Lexmas. Um, and, you know, uh, the doctor says, like, oh, Lana's pregnancy isn't typical, but it's progressing as scheduled. And then we reveal Lana has the chisel in her room. So she's starting to learn the truth, which just chisel becomes like a, not a, like, I guess like a MacGuffin. I don't know what you would call it. Not MacGuffin. It's like a Chekhov's gun, I guess. It gets brought up again with, like, in a couple episodes. But that's this episode. It's has some really, like, it's a fun episode in the comedy, but there's so many bad plot holes in it, especially with, like, how they end it and wrap it up. I don't know. It's a fine episode. I'd probably give it, like, a, like, I would not care to show this to anybody. Yeah, I'd give this a D because the only good thing about it is Tom Welling's ability to go from like Superman to, and then switch between go from that to um, like a crazed maniac. Yeah, it's goofy. So our second episode is Trespass, which is basically like the seventh time we get one of these like thriller episodes. Like I feel like we've had so many of them. Um it's so like basically whenever they have like a one of the female actresses is like the lead of the episode. This is what they get, which is like they're being chased after by like a serial killer esque stalker. Um, so yeah, we basically open up right where we left off in this, and Lana's checking out the bent chisel, but then she gets a, a ph- photograph, like she gets a cell phone picture that's super tiny, and it's of her in the bedroom, and she's like, "Lex, someone was in the room," and they send security. But she doesn't show him the photograph and hides the chisel. And like says, it's just like, you know, you're just kind of freaking out from the paparazzi. I have to go out on business. But Lana's like, yeah, I'm going to go stay with Chloe just in case. And they send the security guards with them. Lana shows Chloe the cell phone photo, but doesn't talk about the chisel. Uh, that you like later on, Martha and Clark are doing some chores and she has to go to a charity function in Metropolis, and, you know, why ask Clark, why aren't you finished yet? And Clark's like, uh, I know I'm being watched, so I can't use my powers, so they're taking me all day. Um, he's basically inferring, it's, like, weird, it's both that, like, he thinks he's being stalked, but also that there could be paparazzi, because he's Luther's fiance's other man. Yeah, and I I also think it's inferred that it result the, the events of the previous episode Yeah, put him very high on the paparazzi's list. Mm-hmm. So Chloe arrives and reports that the photo was uh, sent from a number that belongs to a low-level paparazzi. And 
Olsen can help Clark find it. Clark's like, why didn't she just ask him herself? And she misses the like um, that Chloe tells Clark that her and Jimmy broke up uh, because she's his secret keeper. Clark feels bad, but Chloe's like um, basically like has the photograph of the chisel. She warns him that Lana's like really close to finding out a secret. Lana's looking at Chloe's computer, clicks in the file, Mark CK, but it's password protected. And she thinks she hears a noise and goes around and she finds a present with a negligee. It reads, I want you to wear this dot, 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 when I kill you. Um, you know, she tries to run, but it's, there's a paparazzi outside. The head of security, Brady, escorts her back to the apartment just as Chloe arrives home, escorted by Mac. And Mac's the guy that's been in, like, all the episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm trying to see. Mac has been in... Who's this actor? He looks super familiar to me. John Belfi? If I'm correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He plays one of the shitty... Um, what do you call it? agents in Entourage? And that's why I know his face. And he's also in Grey's Anatomy. Um, so Clark goes to the Daily Planet, talks to Jimmy. Uh, like, I, and Jimmy's like, I want to stand in the way of you and Chloe's relationship. And Clark's like, what relationship? We're just friends. Um, and maybe you, you should reconsider dumping her. And it's like, oh, we need to find the paparazzi, Louis Esposito. Um, uh, Lex sees Lana's encounter. He's like with the paparazzi and he's pissed. He gives Brady an earful and tells him to take Lana to the pl- like the court plaza. Um, and Lana's like, that's the first place to stalk her. I think I'm going to go. We need to go to the last place. Bum, bum, bum. It's the cat farm. Um, and they secure the farm in the barn house because, you know, paparazzi wouldn't definitely look at her at like the second place she'd go to. Um, but this is when she's in the barn. She finds her old necklace, which I didn't even know Clark still had. I thought he had given it back to her at some point. I feel like he left it. Maybe he got it back again at some point. I don't remember. Um, but it's neutralized. So she's like, oh, it's weird. So then she gets a call, and it's like a distorted voice. Tells her she can't hide, and there's a puddle of blood seeping under the door. Brady doesn't answer, and she opens the door, and he's on the floor with his throat slashed. He's barely alive. Um, he grabs her ankle. Lana freaks out. She falls down the stairs. She wakes up in the hospital, and Dr. Langston says that Lana and the baby are fine, and that Mac and tells Mac that they can put her in the old wing of the hospital to secure her. And then he sedates her. Because old wings of hospital are always the best way to go. So Clark and Jimmy talk to Esposito, and they locate the files. And Clark realized that Esposito has like dozens of photographs on. Lana snooping around at his barn, and he gets a call from his mom, says that Lana's in the hospital, he should check on her. And Lana wakes up alone in, like, this abandoned wing at the hospital when her phone rings. It's Chloe. But while they're doing that, Esposito shows up and chases Lana down, you know, shooting pictures the entire time. Clark arrives and chucks him across the room. And Mac finally shows up and carts him away. And then Clark, like, when they hear a gunshot, and Matt claims that Espinoza had a hidden weapon and that he had no choice but to shoot him. Yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, they think the ordeal is over. Mac takes Lana back to the mansion uh, and tells her that Lex's flight was delayed because of weather. Lana's like, thank you for protecting me. And Mac's like, oh, Lex shouldn't have left you alone. I wouldn't have left you alone. Um, and Lana asked her, him to bring have the staff bring her something. He's like, oh, we sent all the staff home. Um, and the rest of the security home so they wouldn't get caught in the snowstorm. And Lana's like, oh, 
that's what you would do because you're so good and kind. Unlike all of Lex's past girlfriends. Lana's like, okay. And he reveals that, you know, I've been watching you every day. And this is where Lana's like, oh shit, he's the stalker. And she gets him, like, his trust. Um, and she didn't know what she was getting into. Lex and Max goes to, com- Mac goes to comfort her. And she smashes him in the head and runs away. She tries to call for help, but Max gets all the phone lines. And then she breaks into the bedroom and she jumps out the window. And they're studying all of Esposito's files on Lana. When they see a photograph taken at the charity function that Martha attended, they realize that if Esposito was at the ball, he couldn't have been at the Luther Mansion that evening. So he couldn't be the stalker. So Lana and Mac are fighting on the roof. And um, so snowy. And they fall through the skylight. Mac falls and dies. But Clark is there and he catches Lana in his arms. And Lana starts, like, you know, she's like, whoa. Um, and, like, how did he do it? And Clark just kind of stone faces her. She asks, what, is it, why after everything are you still watching over me? And Clark says that maybe it's this, for the same reason she's been watching him. So the next day, Clark and Chloe, um, what they should do about Lana's investigation into them. Or Clark asks Chloe. Chloe's like, you know, she risked her life to keep that photograph and the chisel away from Lex. That proves that she's loyal to you. Jimmy's annoyed uh, at Clark for leaving him alone at Esposito's to get caught. Clark thanks him for helping out and then dips out as, again um, so they can have time to talk. And Jimmy's like, Clark's not so bad. And Chloe replies, but he's no Jimmy Olsen. And they kiss and make up. Rick shows up and reunites with Lana. He asks about hiding out the Kents, but she defends her actions, saying that like she has to trust her instincts. Um, and Lex says he trusts her uh, but when she goes to check her drawer, the bent chisel is gone. So Lex approaches Clark in the barn, and he brings up the fight at the engagement party, and he can't understand why Lana still cares about him, but he still gives him an invitation to the wedding. And he says Lana wants him to come, and he wants to see what, like, he Lex wants Clark to see what he's lost. And that's where we end. Which is also a really good line for Rosenbaum. Yeah. So this is like... It's a weird episode, but it does, like, a ton of, like, building for, like, all these relationships. So, like, even though this villain is goofy, we get to know, like, a lot more about what's gone on in Lex's home. And it shows that Lana is, like, still protective of Clark and even more suspicious of Lex. No, it's it's better than the last episode. It's still not the best. So I'd give it, like, a C+. Same. Uh, something I forgot to mention about the previous episode, just a little, little Easter egg. Uh, when Jimmy, or before Jimmy and Chloe break up, there's a moment where they, where he, t- he like he shows the gift that, or he, he says something about the gift he, she got him, and it's like the classic Jimmy Olsen bow tie, mm-hmm. and that just made me really happy. But yeah, this this episode wasn't, yeah, these both these episodes weren't that great. Yeah. I do think the next two are much better as the next one we get like ton of character building stuff um, in Freak uh, which is actually an episode directed by Rosenbaum and then the second one is The Big Wedding People with meteor powers are being abducted She's meteor infected Clark You know the real reason why I was abducted don't you? I'm some kind of meteor freak, aren't I? Please, Clark. 
I don't want to die. Just get it out of me. Smallville, followed by Supernatural. All new episodes this Thursday at 8, 7 central on the new CW. Ever since I've been with Lana, I wake up wondering, is today going to be the day when she sees who I really am? Lana, I'm sorry, but I can't let you go through with this unless you know everything. What would you be willing to do to make sure that Lana is standing next to you at the altar? Anything. And do you, Lana Lang, take Alexander Luther to be your husband in the holy state of matrimony? So, yeah, we're getting on to some good stuff um, for season six. Trying to see who we have, what else we have here. Yeah, so we're like halfway through. We also have the Chloe's mom situation. We have the goofy noir episode. And then the final two episodes of the season are pretty good. With like the weird returning actor playing a different character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Where he's the predator. Yeah, so no, we're halfway through. We haven't gotten to the insane goofy stuff yet. I feel like that happens like halfway into season seven, where it starts getting like super. Yeah, compared to the previous episode, like the labyrinth was like a really good episode. Uh, as was justice. These were just kind of like mostly filler, and then we have a couple more filler episodes before we get to the end of the season. And yeah, that just about does it for us this week. Um, what have you got going on, Al? Uh, so VGU.TV, uh, we've got content coming out, coming more. We have we have more com- content coming soon, and there's the podcast done put out by VGU, uh, Players Club podcast, uh, Weekend News podcast, Hypertime podcast, and you can find them all on. You can find Hypertime on all the various podcast platforms by just searching Hypertime to podcast. And as for the other two. Just search VGU.TV podcast. So, and check and comics, the watch party. We're watching um, kind of pop horror right now. And we just watched Frighteners. So, check that out. And yeah, don't forget to rate, review, uh, subscribe, tell a friend. We will catch you guys next time. I'm Lou Gonzalez. And I'm Alan Muir. This podcast stands for truth, justice, and American White.